Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. Uh, we had a really busy weekend this past weekend. It's been uh, very fun. Uh, lots of amazing things happening in the world of sports. Uh, hockey's coming down to the finish. NBA playoffs are getting into the finals now this week. Uh, baseball's uh, regular season finished this weekend, going into the playoffs now. And NFL's uh, week three season was underway. And, of course, UFC 253, uh, two title fights on the card. So uh, lots to break down. As usual, we welcome in our great friend Jason Cameron to break down tons of sports today. Hey, Jason, how are you? Happy Monday. Uh, Monday's been great. Sun is shining. It was, it was actually really hot today. Like it was, it was, it was. It's a beautiful day today. I I look forward to the rest of the week. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, the weatherman really cooperating. We had a, a storm roll in through here last week, and uh, you were thinking, "Oh, uh, fall's really kicked in, and we might not see the sun for a while." But uh, this week's supposed to be. Super nice weather, and uh, yeah, it always makes you feel a lot better when it's beautiful like this, and uh, we can be out in it, not having to worry about rain gear and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, NFL to start with. Uh, really great week three. Uh, obviously, the Monday Nighters going on right now as we speak, and it's halftime. And Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are having a fantastic game. Mahomes has 260 passing yards. Three touchdowns through the air and one on the ground himself. Uh, man, the guy is worth all that $500 million contract he signed and more. Uh, looks like the Chiefs are definitely the favorite to uh, repeat as Super Bowl champions. They're, they're looking amazing. It's funny. I normally would never say this, but they may have to renegotiate after this year if he wins another Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he he looks he looks he looks like a world beater right now. He looks awesome. Like the offense is just clicking, and the offense is clicking as much as the defense. Ah, uh, yeah, they're rolling. They're rolling, man, and and they're rolling against great teams. Like Baltimore is a very very good team, and they're making them look quite pedestrian right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of people say that this was a game on the schedule that most people really circled and said maybe the game of the year. Uh, Last year, these teams faced each other, and Kansas City obviously won. Uh, Lamar Jackson won the MVP last year. This is the first time in NFL history that two MVP players that are less than 25 years old are facing off, off against each other in a game. And uh, Lamar's playing well, but uh, just doesn't have the same type of horses that, that Mahomes has, and uh, looks like uh, it might be another... Uh, really big blowout for the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, I was looking forward to this Monday Nighter the, the whole week. And, uh, yeah, Mahomes and, and the Chiefs uh, definitely living up to that billing. Uh, exciting, exciting team. And, yeah, incredible defense, offense. Uh, they've got it all. Uh, yeah, they, they definitely could be a dynasty. You know, we could see this team winning many Super Bowls in the years to come. Well, we, we've seen we, – uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but we've seen it before with, like, Tom Brady. As long as you got that guy, then every, everything is within your grasp, so to speak. And so now that the, the Kansas City Chiefs have that guy, Mahomes, well, let's see what you can do, buddy. Let's, let's see how many Super Bowls it's going to be. Let's see if you're – but I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. 
He's not going to be as vilified as, as much as I hate Tom Brady. He's not that guy. I, I, can, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't like Tom Brady. But I like Patrick Mahomes, though. And so I, 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 I just see a very, very bright Very bright. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of the guy, uh, Russell Wilson having an MVP-type start to the year. Uh, three games in, he's got 14 touchdowns. Uh, taking Seattle onto his back and getting three really big wins right away. Uh, he's he's just looking magnificent and and he's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Seattle's been so lucky to have him for this many years and I can't believe he's even getting better. He, he just he just has the natural knack to always make the right reads downfield. Like he he just he just does that all the time. And he's got great receivers to get the ball to that he gets the ball to, especially Lockett who's his number one, uh, DK Metcalf, just needs to learn from Lockett and get into the end zone first, my friend, before you start to try to celebrate. Just get in the end zone, then you can do whatever you want. But you got to get in there. So hopefully he learned his lesson from that, and we, we won't be seeing any of that nonsense anymore. But again, Russell Wilson just looks absolutely fantastic. MVP caliber stuff, and he, he's got that train rolling. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They were such a, a run-first team for so many years uh, with Russell there, but uh, they've definitely become a, a pass-first team now. Lockett, three touchdowns, 100 yards through the air. Uh, Metcalf, another 110 yards through the air. Uh, uh, Russell would have had six touchdowns if Metcalf didn't drop that, and hopefully that was a, a learning lesson for him. Uh, definitely get in there before you celebrate. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Carson was hurt in the game and sprained his knee, and... Uh, they say one or two weeks, probably. They're not exactly sure yet, but uh, that's quite a blow. So uh, Wilson will have to uh, make up for that loss and uh, go through the air a lot more. Uh, it looked like a really great matchup. Uh, Dallas um, is an explosive offense. Uh, not a great defense on Seattle side yet this year. They've uh, allowed the most uh, passing yards. They've uh, really looked a little bit leaky. Uh, Dak Prescott, um, 472 yards through the air, three touchdowns, but he had a couple picks, and uh, Dallas wasn't able to overcome that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and great to see Seattle off to this 3-0 start. Yeah, man, it, it's it's great to see the Seahawks flying out of the gate the way that they are and uh, just uh, running the table. And I hope uh, that they can continue this their 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 good fortune uh, for the rest of the season, because I, I love the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. <laughs> Another team that you love, uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, looking yeah. great on on offense, but uh, not looking great on defense. Uh, two fourth quarter leads they they blew in the last two weeks. There uh, set records for uh, blowing these leads, and uh, another shocking one. Dal shocked them last week, and uh, all of a sudden this week they uh, they just couldn't keep it together. Uh, Nick Foles came in and uh, engineered a comeback. And uh, how do you feel being a Falcons fan, seeing these two losses uh, must be tough? Yeah, because I, I actually am a Falcons fan. And I just, I'm, I'm looking at the team going, so the offense is getting it done. Matty Ice is he's doing his thing. And the defense is, oh, the defense, have they taken the field? Are they out there? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I, uh, it, 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 it sucks because the offense is rolling, and the, but the defense can't stop anybody. 
right now. They cannot, they literally cannot stop anybody. And, you know, it, it, it's hard. It would be super hard mentally for Matty Ice to know, I, I got to try to hang 40 every game for maybe a win. And it's not guaranteed. Like, what am I, what do I need to do? Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the Falcons can get something figured out on the defensive side of things. Because the way that they're going, it, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They're not even going to make the playoffs right now. So um, hopefully some changes can be made. But right now it's looking kind of grim for the Falcons. Yeah, when uh, teams start 0-3, uh, typically they don't make the playoffs. I think it's uh, like something like 85% of those teams just don't make it. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough start. Uh, Dan Quinn taking some heat. Um, possibly, uh, you know, on the line for his job. And, um, yeah, on the other side of that ball, uh, Nick Foles took over for Mitch Trubisky. And, um, yeah, we saw Nick Foles end up getting Super Bowl MVP after he took over for Carson Wentz. And, and now he's taken over to, for Trubisky. Three touchdowns in that fourth quarter. And, you know, just over four minutes. Looked phenomenal. Uh, they've named him the starting quarterback this week against Indy. Um, yeah, I don't know why they didn't go with Foles right away, but uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's the kind of guy that can come in, pinch hit, and uh, really get you some big wins. Yes, yeah, because yeah. Foles has done it before, and he's done it on the biggest stages available. So I'm not surprised that he's he's now the starter, um, because I, obviously I, I guess the Bears wanted to give Trubisky a chance, see what he could do. Apparently, he did do nothing. So now Nick Foles is in. So um, I kind of expect Nick Foles to keep the starting job too for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't think Trubisky will get that back. Yeah. We shall see. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. As long as Foles can keep playing like he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, they'll, they'll run with him for a while. Another uh, big marquee matchup yesterday was the Packers and Saints uh, Sunday night football. Uh, Packers had a big 37-30 win. Aaron Rodgers looking phenomenal. Uh, some of those balls that he threw were just un amazing. Just dropped them in right in exactly right into the receiver's hands. Um, yeah, you always, you know, when you look at matchups like that, you always talk about the quarterbacks, especially the old guys, Breeze and Rodgers. Uh, everybody wrote off Breeze saying, oh, he's too old after the first two weeks. He looked great. Missing Michael Thomas, obviously, is a huge blow. Uh, but but uh, Devontae Adams was out for Green Bay too. But Green Bay looked great, and uh, I'm not sure about the Saints so far this year. Yeah, uh, question marks with the Saints. I I'm not I'm not going to totally write them off yet because they're like you said they're still me missing their top receiver in Michael Thomas. So let's see what happens when he comes back into the fold. But Aaron Rodgers once again, the guy is well you. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's really good. Some of those balls, like you said, that he he threw, were perfect. They were they were in stride, in step, right right in the bread basket, so to speak. It yeah, he, he's really good. He's he's really really good. <laughs> Great win by Green Bay, man. Great win. Uh, the Saints, Alvin Kamara played incredible, uh, fantastic game. Uh, looked uh, otherworldly and, and great, but um, yeah, I think uh, they need they need Thomas back, and they need to get a bit better defensive performance. Um, another really amazing quarterback this year, uh, already in the MVP uh, talk, 
is Josh Allen. Uh, Leads Buffalo to a 3-0 and record, and uh, they beat the Rams 35-32. They almost blew the game. Uh, Rams came back from 28-3 down uh, with 29 points in a row, but uh, Allen was able to engineer a late touchdown drive and, and get that big win. Uh, he's looking fantastic. First three games, uh, setting records and, and just uh, being yeah, really super solid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised at uh, Josh Allen's coming out party, so to speak, for this year so far. He has done terrific, and the team has really gravitated towards his play. They really, they really come together as a team, offense and defensively. And uh, that's a huge win against a great team in the L.A. Rams. So that, that, was, that was big time. That, that goes to show you that this team is for real, and they're here. They're here right now to stay. Uh, Philip Rivers in uh, Indy threw his 400th touchdown and passed 60,000 yards. He joins uh, Elite Company as the sixth guy to uh, join those guys, 400 touchdowns and 60,000 yards. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Dan Marino are the first five guys to do it. So um, Hall of Fame's probably in the cards for Rivers. Uh, he definitely needs to get a Super Bowl to – you know, solidify that 100%, but uh, elite company that he just joined. Yeah, like, like, just look at who you just mentioned. Those are some of the best quarterbacks to ever to have played the game. And I, I probably would not have guessed that Philip Rivers would be the sixth guy on that team, on that list, I should say. But he is, and he's earned every bit of that. Um, like you said, if he were to win a Super Bowl, then he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But I think just with those two stats alone, a 400 touchdowns, 60,000 passing yards, he's in. He's in. Like, how, how could you leave a guy with that, those kind of numbers out of the Hall of Fame? You can't. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, he's got my vote. Uh, uh, yeah, just wasn't able to ever lead the Chargers to a, to a Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, fantastic career, and uh, it continues on. Uh, there was a, a tie in the NFL, and we don't see that very often. It was a pretty sad tie. Um, Cincinnati and Philly tied at 23. Six punts in overtime and uh, a really controversial one uh, with about 19 seconds left. They decided to, instead of going for it, they, they punted it away and uh, you know, just gave them a tie. Uh, I don't understand why the Eagles would do such a thing and, and not uh, at least go for it there. Um, yeah, a lot of criticism uh, being labored their way. And, uh, yeah, it's not impressed. I'm not impressed when I see a tie. Uh, definitely in the NFL. should never happen that way. No. And also, too, like you said, like, it's kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got money on this game? Did you need it to be a tie? <laughs> I, it, doesn't, it doesn't even make any sense, actually, if you really think about it. Like, why, why would you do that? You have to go for the win. You got to go for the win, man. Like, you just can't just punch it away and be like, ah, it's going to be a tie. We're good. Let's go home, boys. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about all I got for that one. I, it just, I, yeah, boggles the mind. I still don't understand it. Hopefully, down the road, one of these years, somebody can explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be hard to um, – I know that they, they've received a lot of heat for it uh, yesterday and today. So, 
Yeah. Uh, I think they'll, uh, if it ever comes up again, they'll, they'll make the right choice and go for it. Uh, we'll touch on a couple more games. Uh, Patriots uh, looking good, uh, leading the league with uh, seven, ru seven rushing touchdowns. Cam Newton got four of them. Uh, he, uh, they had 250 yards on the ground, even though um, White's out. Uh, Burkhead had two really fantastic touchdowns. Sonny Michelle, 117 yards on the ground as well as Cam Newton running the ball. Um, yeah, they've decided, uh, you know, they're, they're, this is the style they're going to play, and uh, they look great in that 36-20 win over the Raiders. Yeah, and, and it, once again, Bill Belichick is a, is a wizard. He understands, uh, he understands the players that he has on the team, and he's designed the offense to accentuate those skill sets, especially with Cam Newton and his running skills, right? So... I, I give him a ton of credit to completely, literally revamp the offense to match Cam's skill set. And so then and I'm not surprised to see them now as a running team and a dominant running team at that. Very dominant running team at that. So a uh, great win by the Patriots. And so far, so good for the Cam Newton experiment for this year. Yeah, um, obviously some heavy hearts there. Uh, James White's uh, parents were involved in a car crash last week. And uh, I guess actually uh, the week before last, and uh, his father was passed away and his mother's still in hospital. Uh, it, it seemed to really um, uh, be tough for a lot of the guys to talk about and, and deal with. And um, they're rallying around him and they, they dedicated that victory to him and his family. Uh, Man, uh, what a tough thing to have to go through. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, whenever you have some sort of, like, a major tragedy of that magnitude that has happened to one of your teammates and one of your players, I think all of those guys in that locker room play just a little bit harder to make sure that they can get that win for that guy, you know, for, for, his, uh, for his family as well. Um, and I hope, I hope and I pray that his mom makes it out and uh, – you know, she, she, she goes on to have a quick recovery. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, tragedies, there was a near tragedy. Joe, Joe Montana's home, uh, his granddaughter was uh, almost kidnapped from his home. Uh, they had to thwart uh, some people that had broken into his home and were trying to kidnap his granddaughter uh, over the weekend. Uh, pretty scary situation. Luckily, they caught the perpetrators, and uh, yeah, the, the granddaughter isn't safe and everything. But it was uh, pretty shocking news for me to hear, and I'm glad uh, nothing uh, terrible happened out of it. Yeah, yeah, that that is it was completely shocking that people would try to do like that anybody would try to do that to anybody's kids. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I, I'm just glad that. Everybody was there where they needed to be to ensure that that didn't happen, that that didn't go down the way that they that the perpetrators wanted to go down. So I'm glad to hear that Joe's safe, his family's safe, and the granddaughter's safe, and uh, that those people will be going to jail and staying in jail for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Cleveland's above 500 for the first time in 2,114 days. December of uh, December 14th of 2014, uh, they went through four GMs, five head coaches, and ten different starting quarterbacks in that time. Uh, they were talked about as a as a really good solid team last year, and they fizzled out as usual. 
Uh, do you think they have the horses this year to make the playoffs and, and go very far? You know, you know, you, you, you try to cheer for this team, right? You, you try to you know, hope for the best, and then you just go, oh, well, they are the Browns. So, you know, this is what they do. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't think so. I don't, I, I honestly, I, I would love to think that this could be their year. I don't think it's their year. I think they still need some help uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I just, to me, it just feels like they're just not over the hump yet. I think they will get there as long as they do smart draft picks and such, but ah, I, I don't think they'll get there. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it was a great um, week three. Uh, lots of, um, you know, tight games, lots of great things. Um, uh, Titans just eat, uh, edged out uh, with a 31-30 win. Tannehill looked uh, pretty solid. Six uh, field goals for Guskowski to um, get that victory. Uh, Brady uh, engineered a 28-10 win for Tampa Bay over Denver. Uh, Brady threw a touchdown to the 80th. 80th different player in his career, which uh, is a record and constantly becomes a record. Uh, in New England, it just seemed like year after year, they were changing receivers, getting in new guys, and he would uh, just engineer touchdowns and throw to different guys year after year. Now he's doing it in Tampa Bay, and and, uh, and, 80, and that's the 80th guy that he's thrown a touchdown to, which was Godwin. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Tom. Yeah, it's great. Great. I, I look forward to when he retires. But anyways, man, it, it, it is amazing. It's just amazing. Like, the guy's literally amazing every time. Like, he just he boggles your mind because it's like, hey, he, he's still getting it done. Like, what, how old are you? Like, 54? Like, anyways, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, is, he is amazing that he can still play at this level, at such a high level, still. And then, yeah, 80 people. Yeah, do you, do you know how long it would take me to list off 80 people that he's thrown touchdowns to? Forever. It's ridiculous. Yes, he's, he's really good. And I really know, I really hope he does not make it to the Super Bowl. Because if he does, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why? Why would you do this to me? God, why are you? Why? Why? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have ended the, our football segment on, on Brady, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know he's uh, he's definitely caused uh, a lot of football fans a lot of pain that are outside of New England area. So um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on to some other things. I want to talk about our partners and sponsors before we move on to some basketball. Uh, Anchor FM has been a really great pons- uh, partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media. They are an amazing podcast platform, easiest place to make your podcast, and they will post on multiple podcast platforms for you once you've created it. Uh, Verbarrel, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value, and uh, the V350 stick, lightest stick on the market, 350 grams. Try it out. Uh, Go to completesportsmedia.com for the details. And, of course, Forever Living, the aloe vera company, Amazing products. We love them here. And uh, go to completesportsmedia.com. You'll find some details. Get some uh, ability to get some of the products for a lot of uh, uh, great prices and uh, some discounts for you. Okay. Uh, basketball. We're going to talk about the final, which starts on Wednesday. But 
Today, the big news, Doc, Doc Rivers is out as the uh, LA Clippers coach. Uh, not sure if it was a, a mutually parting of ways or um, Steve Ballmer told him to hit the road. But uh, yeah, uh, seven seasons in LA. Obviously, they were um, supposed to go all the way to the Western Conference Final at the least and uh, blew that 3-1 to one games lead against Denver and uh, didn't. And uh, Doc took the fall for, for not, not accomplishing their goals. I was a little bit surprised at this move, to be honest with you. I thought Doc would have at least one or maybe two more seasons with this new cast of characters. Because he only had the one year. And let's be honest, throughout this entirety of this year, that main unit really didn't have a lot of chances to play together. And so I thought the second year, definitely now they can solidify things. They'll play together. They'll play more often. And they'd they be more familiar with their, you know, with, their, with the offense, defense switches, just everything. Everything would be better, and especially with Doc's scheme. But now that he's gone and you're going to have another head coach, that means it's just going to be another philosophy and another, another way of coaching that the team's going to have to adjust to. Yeah, I, I, understand, I understand the fact that Ballmer is probably he, – he wanted to win now, right now, but at the same time – it's a, it's a hard thing to get to the finals. It's a hard thing to win outright, even if your team is, uh, they figure, they're figured to win, to win out. It's still a hard thing to do. So I thought he still would have had time to get that done. I'm a little bit surprised, but maybe Ballmer has somebody in mind that he wants in. And so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was surprised too. You're right. Uh, they, they had so many injuries this year. They didn't have that unit together much. Uh, they relied a lot on their bench scoring and then uh, into the bubble. Uh, there was some talk about um, lack of, of cohesion, lack of the team getting together and really being a tight unit. They, they didn't seem to like each other for some reason. And uh, I, you know, that would be interesting to know the inside information about that and, and where that came from. But supposedly there was a lot of guys that just didn't get along. So, uh, you know, maybe that falls on the head coach. and and not being able to figure out how to, you know, bring them all together. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they replace uh, him with. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike D'Antoni's out there. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe he goes in there and, and tries his, uh, his small ball approach. And, uh, yeah, it could be pretty fun. Maybe Ballmer's uh, looking in that direction. Uh, do you think that, would, that could be a possibility? Uh, I'd hope not. To be honest with you, because then if D'Antoni does, wow, it's going to be small ball. He's going to he's going to rip that team apart. <laughs> a lot of a lot of pieces that I believe work on that team would be gone, right? Because he, he doesn't he doesn't like big men. He doesn't use them. He, he feels that they're worthless in his offense. So I I I I don't know. I I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea who's who would be the proper fit for that team right now going forward. I, I just I just don't know. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see who they do decide to hire going forward. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes peeled to that to see who they who they have in mind and who they hire to yeah. run that team. 
Yeah, so Wednesday, the NBA Finals starts, and it's uh, LA Lakers against uh, Miami Heat. Uh, Lakers were uh, the favorite going into the season, uh, even after the pandemic, uh, even though they struggled once they hit the bubble, uh, they were still favored to go all the way, and they made it. Uh, Miami Heat wasn't. Uh, they were a fifth seed, and that's only the third time in 36 years that a seed number five or lower has made the uh, finals. Uh, but you predicted it a long, long time ago. You and I met uh, on one of these Zoom calls, and you said, Miami, hey, look at them. I love the way they play, their style. I think they're going to go really far. You look out. I think they're my dark horse. Uh, I'd like to pull that out and, and you know replay it right now and say, uh, look at this. I don't have that capability right now, but uh, you, you remember saying it uh, right at the beginning of the playoffs. It was uh, definitely a, a very incredible moment for you, and uh, I'm glad you uh, You were right. You were really right. Yeah, man. Like, Because, like, if you watch – like, I've watched basketball my whole life. I know when I see something special, and that team has a special thing to it. They got, they got, they got something going on. What they actually remind me of is the Detroit Pistons back in the early 2000s. They have that thing going on where, yes, the Lakers may have the two best players in the league, but then Miami Heat has everybody else. <laughs> and they're just a good team, period. Like, the whole team is good. And I, I, I listened to J.J. Reddick's podcast just the other day. I definitely agree with him on this. That's the way that I've always seen basketball being played, where the role players star in their roles. They own their roles, and they excel in said roles to the point that anybody in Miami could just be interchangeable. They could have different players be the top scorers in every freaking game, and, because, and that's just the way that they play. And so if you have that capability, that is super hard for the Lakers to go, well, who do we shut down? Like, who's the guy? <laughs> you know, like, because it could be any one of those guys. You know Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are the two main guys. But any, other, any, any of those other guys can just step in. Like Duncan Robinson, all of a sudden, they hit, go off and hit six for seven threes. Tyler Hero, score 40 points. You know what I mean? Like, that's that team. They can do that. And, and I just want to add, Bab Adebayo is a top 10 guy right now. He's playing like it. He has been incredible in that closeout game against uh, the Celtics. I think he was 11 to 15. Like, he, he was incredible. He's been playing incredibly well. And if there's anybody that can match up and play AD and match him up defensively, it's Bam. Right, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, like his stats in that, that closeout game, uh, 36, uh, 14, and 5. It was the uh, only the fourth guy in Miami Heat history to have 30, 10, and 5 in, in a playoff game. Uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Shaquille O'Neal, the only other three guys to be able to have those numbers in the Miami <laughs> Heat uniform. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool to see LeBron James uh, against Miami. Obviously, LeBron went to Miami and and said he was going to win about five or six championships there. He was able to win two and take take the heat to three out of the four years to the final. Um, yeah, I think it's going to bring up a lot of storylines. Obviously, Pat Riley 
with the Lakers for many, many years and now with the Heat uh, for many years too. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. And uh, Butler, uh, you know, I think is a, is a guy that's going to be really hard for them to stop. But like you say, they can just interchange. And uh, if the Lakers try to stop one guy, then another guy's going to beat them. And I think the series is going to be great, really great. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Good. I think the Miami Heat win this series in six. Nice. Wow. wow. I, I, that's what I, I honestly believe that. I, I think a lot of people are really kind of putting all their eggs on two super superstars in AD and LeBron. But I think the Heat are going to show you that basketball is still a team game and you can't just rely on two people to always get you the wins. Yeah. Unless, I should say, unless LeBron just goes, well, I'm just going to reverse the wheels of time to, you know, so it seems like I'm back in Miami again, which he could probably do. Which he, no, he actually can't do that. And then I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that will probably be a seven-game series. But I, 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 I truly believe, though, that the Heat win this in six games. Well, that's a great prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's hope so. Um, yeah. I think most people are going to, you know, predict that uh, Lakers are going to take it. As I said, they were predicted at the beginning of the season with the Anthony Davis acquisition and, and LeBron there, uh, you know, for his second season. Uh, yeah, they've been able to get there, but, uh, you know, LeBron's learned that um, just getting there uh, doesn't guarantee him a championship. Uh, I guess he's uh, three and six in the, the finals so far. Uh, this is 10 out of 11 years, though. LeBron's been in the finals. And uh, you and I have talked week after week how incredibly amazing it is that he's, you know, still as, as good as he is, maybe even better than he ever was at this age. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, if he, if he can win another championship, bringing a third franchise a, a title here, um, you know, he's, he's starting to creep up on Jordan territory and, and uh, you know, maybe considered one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. So uh, yeah. it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be his to lose, I guess. Um, you know, as as they're they're definitely the favorite. Yeah, man. And also too, if he does pull this off and he wins the championship in his what is this, his seventeenth year, sixteenth year in the league? Okay. Think about that for a second. Seventeenth year in the league? Like, what are you talking about? You should not be able to be able to pull this off it was that far into your career. And it's where it's just like, well, he he doesn't slow down. Like he's it's always been a prime for him which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then also, too, if you have LeBron James on your team, you're going to the final. Hey! That's basically what that means. I got LeBron James. It means I'm going to the finals. It's absolutely amazing what he's accomplished. Um, yeah, I, I, there's so many more things I can say about LeBron, but we've all talked about those things. He's a, one heck of a player. He's an amazing player. And I can't wait to see what this series turns out to be. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really great epic series that we're going to remember for many, many, many years to come. And uh, I think it's going seven, and, and uh, it would be great to see the Heat win. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not making a prediction right now, but uh, I can't wait to see how it unfolds, uh, yeah, starting on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, basketball's still got another uh, week or two, so uh, I'm sure we'll be able to, you and I will be able to break it down one or two more times, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we talk a little bit uh, about UFC 253, um, really great card, uh, went to Abu Dhabi and uh, 
started it off with a really big bang, a couple of uh, belts on the line, and uh, the main event, um, Israel Adesanya showed that he's the greatest middleweight in the world, and and uh, yeah, no matter who they put in front of him, he's able to knock him down and stay undefeated. And and what a what a masterful performance that was. Just uh, didn't even allow Costa to do anything to him, and and was able to get a huge knockout win. It was uh, in, super impressive. And and I don't know who's going to beat him. I, I don't know if he can be beat. He made that look easy. He made that look real easy to the point that I'm like. Oh man, that's I did not expect any of that. Like I thought this was gonna be a war. I thought Costa was gonna to try to run through him, but at the same time, I think Costa felt his the sharpness of his attacks, the accuracy of said attacks, and he was like, Oh, this is not what I expected. I think he got shocked a little bit inside there. And so that made him hesitant. And then all of a sudden he didn't pull the trigger. And then he's reacting to all of Adesanya's feints. It was just a snowball of things that all of a sudden his mind is working overtime, but now he's not engaging. He's not attacking anymore. Took him right out of his game. Adesanya took him right out of his game, and he made it look easy. That man is a scary dude. <laughs> yeah. We, we've talked about a lot about calf kicks for yeah. months, you and I, and, and uh, you know, I'm not sure why almost everybody doesn't utilize that because it's just a – an incredibly safe tool because you're say, you know, staying away, you're staying on the outside, but you're really, really diminishing a guy's abilities. And that calf kick immediately, you could see the damage to Costa's legs. Uh, even though he's you know, such a beast and he's so amazingly muscular, uh, you could tell that that you know, really diminished him and he wasn't able to you know, uh, check them enough. He wasn't able to get off of that. And, and uh, Adesanya used it uh, as an incredible weapon. Yeah, he, it, the calf kicks basically neutralized or neutered Costa's attack. Like, it really did. Totally incapacitated him. And, uh, and then in the second round, Adesanya just took him out. Flurry of punches. It's over. And to the point where I'm just like, I just remember when it happened, I'm like, ah, would you look at that? It's done. <laughs> like, it just... It was very, the, the fight was very anticlimactic. Had a huge buildup. He thought this was going to be a war. And then Adesanya just comes in there and goes, nah, no war. I'm probably not even going to get hurt. And it's going to be over in two. <laughs> and I, I never would have imagined that that fight would have gone that way. Ever. No, not no, ever. it was strange because, yeah, Paulo Costa, you know, he, he fought differently than I've seen him fight in the last while. And, uh, yeah, just didn't, didn't seem to... Um, used the same type of uh, game plan and, and, you know, was cautious. I think they said that uh, – I heard his coaches talk after, and they said that they uh, thought that they would uh, try to uh, stay away from any trouble. Uh, they would try to wear him down a little bit and then attack him in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds, but didn't even get a chance to go there. And Adesanya, yeah, wow, he's uh, so impressive. Uh, immediately he called out Jared Cannonier. And uh, Cannoneer's got to get through for um, Robert Whitaker. Uh, we'll see how that fight turns out. I think that's in, uh, when is that, October? Uh, yeah, coming up October 24th, Fourth USC one, yeah. 254. Um, but, um, yeah, that should be a great battle if uh, Cannoneer can get through there. But I'm not sure if anybody in that division right now can, can beat Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, 
He's he's kind of he kind of reminds me of a little somebody that used to hold that belt. Kind of reminds me of Anderson Silva, yeah. where Anderson Silva was like at his peak. Anderson Silva couldn't be touched. He was just like, well, uh, who do I fight this time? Okay, that will be super easy. Okay, <laughs> like, like you know, like that's the way that he's he's coming across right now. And don't forget, the man's undefeated. I think he's what he's the the second champion with an undefeated record and me being the other one. And so like, yeah, man. So he hasn't even lost yet. He's better than John Jones. Cause Jones got one loss. Yeah. It's a loss that he probably shouldn't have had, but you know what I mean? That's how good this guy is. That's how good he is. And so I, I, it doesn't matter who he's fighting for the next little bit. I think he, yeah, it's going to be really, really hard to knock this guy off for a while. Yeah, his style is just incredible. What a what a great nickname, that style bender, just amazing. Um, that city kickboxing out of New Zealand has just started to bring in so many incredible fighters into the UFC. Adesanya is now nine and zero UFC middleweight champ. Volkanovski is nine and zero featherweight champ. Then they've got Dan Hooker ten and five in the UFC, number four lightweight. Kai Kai Kara France, who was on this card. He's four and two, uh, number seven flyweight. Then they got Riddell, who won on this card, four and zero. Oh. And uh, then they've got a, you know a couple other guys as well, like uh, super impressive camp out of there. Four guys on this card, and um, yeah, I can't believe that the quality of guys that are coming out of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, man, New Zealand stand up. You know they they're coming out with so many guys that you're just just it's just surprising. It's surprising that so many quality fighters are coming from a very small country of New Zealand. But uh, you know what? You can't count anybody out from any part of the country. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to find these guys, and they're just going to – they're coming in, and they're coming in with a chip on their shoulders and with all the skills to match. So, very impressive stuff. Uh, Dana White said this many, many years ago, and a lot of people scoffed at him, and, you know, he said – uh, fighting is a global sport. It's going to be more popular. USC is going to eventually be more popular than soccer. And everybody was just like, no chance, no chance. But uh, it's, it's proving year after year how many more countries are stepping up and bringing in incredible fighters. There's actually only one American that holds a belt right now, and that's Stipe Miocic. Uh, the rest of the belts are held by uh, people from all, all these countries around the globe. And it's becoming, uh, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger year after year. And when a, uh, when a country has belt holders, that sport starts to really start taking hold. Uh, we saw it here in Canada with George St. Pierre. We see it in many countries uh, with Bisping, uh, you know, being such a really big big uh, mixed martial artist. All of a sudden, he was big in the UK. Uh, we see it. It's becoming global. And uh, Dana White was right. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive to see. Yeah, it, Dana White was right. But also, too, like, you can see the step-by-step process that the UFC has grown their product. You know, like, they've, they've earned everything that they've gotten to up to this point. You know, like, with the, the, with the advent of the, the ultimate fighter and then going on the line from that, and just, just getting out the fights to the masses. And then also to ensuring, making sure 
that they get fighters from different countries to come into their organization. They definitely, they've made sure that they've, 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 they've chased after these fighters to get them into their organization. And so you got to give props to them for doing all of that to, to make sure that they have the best fighters on the planet in their organization. Yeah, no, it's uh, been super impressive and really, really neat to see. Um, uh, Poland's got another champion now. Uh, the co-main event had Jan Blakovic against Dominic Reyes. And, and Blakovic, uh, man, he uh, really used his experience and uh, took a huge victory. Uh, everybody thought Reyes was going to do it. I had my doubts because uh, Blakovic had actually had twice as many victories as Reyes had fights. Um, as a mixed martial artist, and uh, uh, Blakovic looked great, uh, huge win, and uh, he called out John Jones right away after that win. And uh, <laughs> let's see, John Jones said maybe he'll come back and uh, give him that opportunity to, to see if he can solidify that title. But uh, how did you like the fight? I'm gonna be honest, man. I didn't even have Blakovic having his chance in this fight, and that was stupid of me to do that. I thought because of what I saw from Reyes. In his, in his last fight against John Jones, um, I thought if that guy shows up again, I didn't think Reyes had a chance. Uh, Blackwoods had a chance. But Reyes didn't actually look that sharp that night. He, he didn't actually look all that great. And Blackwoods, savvy veteran that he is, he, he just he kind of bided his time and did his attacks when he knew he should. And then also, too, you got to remember, late heavyweights, these guys can punch, man. These guys can punch. And when... He rearranged um, uh, Reyes' uh, nose for him for free. Um, that's when he got in trouble. Big time, big time trouble. You know, like when your nose goes over here on this side of your face, it's like, oh, no, 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 he's seriously hurt. And then, uh, yeah, just rained down them punches, and then that was it. That was all she wrote, man. Very impressive win by Jan. And, hey, props to him. And props to him for calling out John Jones immediately. I don't think that fight's going to happen. But, hey, you might as well give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. I can uh, tell you from first-hand experience, uh, breaking your nose, it immediately uh, really is tough to keep fighting. Uh, you can feel the crunching going on. You can, you know, definitely feel it searing through the rest of your head. I've had my nose broken a few times in fights, and uh, it's not a fun experience. And you're right. Uh, it seemed like that really threw him. It seemed like um, once once uh, Blakovich had broken his nose, uh, Reyes just really seemed to falter and, and wilt. And, and uh, yeah, we have the, a, a new champion. Uh, it was, um, yeah, a super impressive performance and, and great to see. Uh, yeah, nice to see an upset like that. I, I don't think many people would have put money on Blakovich winning, but he's won eight out of nine. Uh, his only loss was Diego Santos. Uh, Santos has, a, has, a, has another fight coming up, but uh, I, I could see that being... Um, you know, a fight that he would like to avenge uh, one of his losses to avenge that loss and uh, get an opportunity. There's a lot of um, really good fighters uh, in that division that, um, you know, he could face, but I guess we'll see in the coming months um, who they decide to put him up against. Well, I, I hope Santos wins his next fight because I'd love to see that fight. I would love to see that fight because if there's anybody that would be an immediate threat to, to Jan's reign right now is that dude, the dude with the hammer on his chest, tattooed on his chest, that guy. <laughs> yeah. He fights. Uh, he fights Glover Teixeira on November the seventh. So 
that fight won't take place until the new year if it is Santos. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, both both Adesanya and Blakovich got 50K for performance of the night. But the fight of the night, uh, both guys getting a 50,000K performance was Kai Kara France, who we mentioned is from New Zealand in that city kickboxing uh group and then brandon royval uh wow this was an amazingly entertaining fight uh both guys were down at points uh really a big scramble a lot of amazing uh you know stand-up war and on the ground uh fun fight to watch uh i definitely think they deserve the 50k each oh yeah man oh yeah they they earned that they earned that that was that was great that was great for as long as it lasted Especially with the fact in the first round where they dropped each other and stuff. And I'm just like, holy golly, look at this. And then the thing that I was really impressed by was Roy Bell's, his, uh, his ground exchanges, his transitions from Gogi Plata attempts to Oma Plata attempts, to arm bar attempts. And then when he finally managed to chain it the right way together, and I believe he, he ended the fight with the key team choke in the second. Ah, oh, man, it was a thing of beauty. You set that up so he set that up beautifully. He set that up so nice. It was a great win by Roy Bell, and I believe it was his fourth win in a row and his second consecutive 50,000 post-fight bonus as well. So great win by Roy Bell. He's got that train moving in the right direction for himself. Uh, he's, 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 he's looking great. He's looking yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was his second UFC appearance. Uh, he's looking really fantastic. Eight wins by submission. He's Finished 10 of his 11 wins. And, um, yeah, wow, I, I, I'm super impressed with him. I, it looked like France uh, was, you know, the better fighter coming in here. But uh, Roy Vell had a huge victory there. Um, there was a women's bantamweight fight right before that. Uh, really great 15 minutes of action between Caitlin Vieira and Sajara Eubanks. Uh, Vieira got the decision in the end. But, um, yeah, great battle. Uh, Vieira looks like... Uh, you know, she's uh, a weight class up to me uh, than Eubanks. Uh, she's a big, big, big girl. And uh, I think she's going far. Uh, she looked really impressive. She looked great. And she looked massive in that fight. She looked big, man. I was just like, oh, man. Huge monster in that ring right now. Or in that octagon right now. So, and Vieira's stand-up is just on point. It was really on point uh, that night. Her, and that's what really won her the victory against that. And uh, Sajera was game, but Vieira was just that much, just better. She's just better. That's right, yeah. Um, so we had our Canadian in the featherweight fight right before that on the main card, Hakeem Dawadu from Calgary. Uh, yeah, he, um, he was a little angry of his performance. Uh, he, he really likes to have highlight reel knockouts and, and big victories. Uh, Zubaira Tugog. To, to Hugoff, uh, he sort of um, decided that he would run in that third round. He wasn't exchanging at all, and uh, Dawadu got pretty angry about that. He ended up getting the decision, and he's uh, now 12-1-1. I think he's um, going far in this featherweight division. Uh, yeah, it's too bad that um, the other guy wouldn't uh, exchange with him and give him an opportunity to get a nice high highlight reel. Uh, finish but um yeah what are you gonna do if a guy doesn't want to fight with you what are you what are you gonna do no man well you well you can cuss at him which is what Dawdu did and then he got warned by the ref for all the cussing that he's doing in the ring but and to co to, to, to co uh, man that guy 
T. I'm just gonna call him T. So anyway, T, he actually had two great rounds and then decided to stop fighting. That's why he lost the fight. He, he didn't engage in the third round. I was watching the fight going, okay, so what's he doing? Is he gonna wait like to the halfway point and then re-engage? No, actually, he's just gonna run for the whole round? What do you do? Like it boggled my mind. Boggled my mind. And you know what? Hopefully this taught him a lesson because you gotta fight the fight the whole way through. The whole way through. You can't just fight a couple rounds and then take the last round off because if you do that, it's still judge, and the judges will might give it to the other guy. Daudu stole that fight from Kukov because he didn't fight anyone. He decided to not fight in the third, and that's why he lost the fight. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. Uh, I'm not sure if his corner convinced him that he was up two rounds to nothing and, uh, you know, just keep away from the guy and you got this victory. That's the only thing that I can think of because, yeah, he wouldn't engage. And, and you're right, uh, Dawoodoo got warned by the ref, um, you know, because he was like, come on, I, I want to fight and swearing <laughs> at him. And, and uh, he just, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't. He just kept running and, and uh, took the loss. I'm glad the judges um, gave it to Dawoodoo and uh, onwards and upwards. I don't think the USC is going to be impressed with, that performance with the Russian guy, and uh, yeah, they, they might not uh, give him a fight for a while because of that performance. So, yeah. Um, yeah so um, some other fights on the prelims. Um, anything stand out to you? Do you want to uh, mention any of the guys? Uh, Diego Sanchez was there, not looking good. Might be time to hang him up. He's been around for forever. Obviously, a winner of UFC Tough One. Um, yeah, it's too bad, uh, but I think. Uh, it might be time to you know hit hit the road for Diego. Uh, yeah, and uh, some of the other fights on the prelim card. Well, I'll, I'll just mention this. Yeah, Diego. At least he had a Diego fight where he was a bloody mess at the end of it, so that was pretty cool. But um, I, you know what, man? I, I I watch that guy and I and I watch his whole his whole walk-in stuff and what he does, and I'm like, super weird, weird dude. Nothing you do makes sense anymore. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's taking too many shots to the dome now. Like I, this is. It just seems like to me that there's something very, very off with him now, and I don't know if he should still continue to keep fighting and continue to keep getting punched in the head. I, maybe this is being a detriment detriment to him now. But that was a great win by Matthews, dominant win. And then I just want to say uh, the other one I wanted to mention was the Klein versus Young fight. Um, I believe. Uh, Klein missed weight, but Young acted like a goddamn fool in the pre-fight thing, and I just didn't like the way that he was coming across. And then Klein knocked him out, and I'm like, well, you acted like a kind of a jerk off. So that's what you get. I understand that you have to market a fight, but you can still be respectful in marketing a fight. You don't have to act like a clown in there. And when you do you could have the possibility of getting knocked out very, very fast. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this sport is a sport uh, that shows really great sportsmanship, typically. That, you know, they, they can trash talk all they, they want sometimes. But, um, you know, when, when a guy is, um, you know, that, that obnoxious and that rude about things, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you're not sad when you, you see him uh, lose. And, and Klein looked fantastic. What a uh, what a performance! Amazing head kick followed it up. Uh, yeah, just yeah. ground and pounded, and when he was hit the 
hit the canvas and and the referee uh, quickly stopped it. Um, yeah, I think Klein. Uh, you know, I think he's he's got a bright future in the fe featherweight division. And and um, yeah, I think uh, it was a pretty impressive performance. Uh, I did like that light heavyweight fight between William Knight and Alexa Kamier. Um, yeah. That that was a fun fight. Uh, Knight, man, is that guy a tank? I cannot believe the the size of him and the uh, yeah. yeah he he's just got so much muscle, so much bulk on that light heavyweight frame. It's in, insane. Yeah, he was a physical specimen. Like I remember when I first saw these two guys walk in, I go, I think that one dude's gonna win. <laughs> he passed the eye test, so to speak. And uh, yeah, great win on his part. And he just kind he kind of wore down Cameron. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he was really starting to come on in the second. And then the third, he finally got his top position, ground and pound in the mouth, and he got the win. Uh, great win by Knight. Yeah, he just, got his, um, he just got his contract on September 1st, winning in the Apex um, and the Contender Series. And, and less than a month later, he's got his first, first UFC victory. So, uh, great on him. Uh, really incredible performance and um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing him man he is a physical specimen really impressive so uh yeah that was another fantastic card uh, they just keep coming fast and furious for us week after week after week uh next week's card uh women's bantamweight main event holly Holm against irene aldana uh probably going to be a really great fight uh there's jermaine durandamy and juliana pena and uh, a lot of um, no-names kind of guys that are on these cards. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll uh, be just as impressive as we've seen a lot of these lesser cards uh, throughout the last few months. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it's, it's our opportunity for these guys to make a name for themselves, to make a statement in the UFC. And so this is, uh, this is, this is big time. This is big time for all of those fighters that you haven't heard of. Just like we hadn't heard of Chamaya before, but now we know who that guy is. And so you have the opportunity to do that. And uh, that, that's, why, that's why you fight. That's why you, you work your butt off to get to this point so that you can make a name and make a legacy for yourself. Right? So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I failed to mention was uh, after the first three weeks of NFL football, that's the highest amount of points ever scored. Uh, by a wide margin, it was actually uh, already set a record before the Monday Nighter even started tonight. So uh, prolific offensive football in these first three weeks, really a lot of high scores and a lot of fun games. Uh, the NFL has been really fantastic to watch these last three weeks. I, I miss the crowds for sure, but um, yeah, it's been really, really, really great to see these offenses generating points so, so fast and furiously. Yeah, man, like the quality of the games hasn't diminished at all. Like, like for all the professional sports across the board, it just hasn't diminished. And I'm super impressed by that. I really am. Like where I'm like, I, I thought maybe they'd look rusty. Maybe it just wouldn't look as good. Ah, no worries about that. Professional pros are pros and they come ready to play. And so it is, it's just been a pleasure to see these guys get back on the field and do what they do. Uh, two last updates before we go. Uh, Chiefs are sitting at the that uh, two-yard line right now, 27-20. Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they just scored the touchdown, so they're they're up by 
two touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes with another uh, touchdown pass. And we're a minute away from Tampa Bay winning another cup. Uh, two nothing right now over Dallas. Dallas has an empty net. About a minute left in this game. So Tampa Bay is about to uh, raise the cup again. Uh, Steven Stamkos came out for two minutes and 47 seconds of this entire playoffs. Got a goal. <laughs> Uh, he's going to come out, I'm sure, in his skates and his uniform and lift the cup and, uh, yeah, be able to yeah, cheer on that team that uh, raised the cup again. What a what a performance for Tampa Bay after last year's debacle, losing in the first round to Columbus and now uh, going all the way and taking it this year. Yeah, yeah. and what what's even more impressive is that they, they won the cup without their best guy. <laughs> it's like... You don't, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to win anything without your best guy. Although the team can kind of say, well, Steve, we know you're good, but we don't really need you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, yeah. Oh, man. But, but hey, hey, great yeah. on Tampa Bay. So I think, what what is that for the number of Stanley Cups they've won now? Two? I, think I guess two. The, I think that's their third. I'm pretty sure that's the third, yeah. So, so that, that that's, that's impressive stuff. Um, yeah, uh, just just an impressive win, and and I just have to say I did make a bet with a coworker, and now I owe him twenty bucks. So. <laughs> okay, that, that's what I got. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you can do double or nothing to get something that's a sure thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want to bet him in basketball, but I don't think he wants to take the Lakers. He's been listening to me too much. He's like, no, it's my heater bus. I'm not taking anybody else. Like, oh, damn. 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 <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we could do it. Uh, always great as usual. A way to cap off a really fun sports weekend. And, uh, yeah, great insight. Glad you had a chance to watch a lot of sports like I did. And, and I hope you have a really good week ahead. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you so much. And uh, you have yourself a great week as well. Sure. Okay. Take care. Bye, Bye for now. Okay. All right, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to sign off really quick and watch the celebration for Tampa Bay and uh, watch the end of this Monday night or so. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it was great as usual. Go to completesportsmedia.com. Uh, go to YouTube. Go to the podcast platforms. Uh, yeah, support us as much as you can. Thanks so much. Take care of yourself. Love you. Bye for now.